For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to another edition of Around the 717, a podcast about the uh, local sports in this area. With me is my co-host CJ Frederick. How you doing today, buddy? You ready for a big preview of the Tri-County All-Star game? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Locked and loaded with we got special guests coming on uh, for this show, uh, both the head coaches. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing these guys play one last time. You know, I, I know we've both looked at the roster. I don't need to tell you, it's a lot of talent going to be played next Friday night, and I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, you know, I kind of, you know, what blew me away was um, uh, the one that blew me away today was I was, I was, um, I was going through the roster. I spent some time really digging in the roster. Um, the kicker from Garden Spot, actually, and he's going to Buffalo, yeah. and he's playing the East, he's playing the Tri County game. I guess he he didn't make the cut for the Big Thirty Three or the East West game, which is kind of crazy because he's a, I remember him at Garden Spot. When he was a sophomore and junior, I saw him kicking. He he's a good kicker. Yeah, he he, well, he uh, tagged us on his offers and his, his commitment letter or his commitment to Buffalo too. He tagged the seven one seven account, so we certainly appreciate that. He was a special talent. Um, Garden spot, you know they're they're well represented. I know, and then we'll have Coach Z on here in a second. They, they finished the year really strong. Um, man, you looking at both rosters they got four players on here with some really good not, not just martin but they got you know a couple of uh receivers the good uh running back um joel martin so they're well represented too yeah all right so you know so what we're doing this is a special tri-county uh all-star game edition we got uh coach z zamborini he's a coach of garden spot he's also the south head coach and then we have chris miller who's the head coach of effort and he's the head coach of the North squad so we're gonna have both on this podcast, uh, it's going to be a real exciting. Coach C is going to be on us uh, with a minute in a few minutes. So let's just, Coach C is the South head coach. Let's just go over the South roster. So some of the people that stand out, so I'll name a couple and you give me some comments. Number one, uh, Anthony Barisa. Is that how you say that? Of uh, Calico? I think it's Barasa. Barasa, oh. you're right. Yeah. He, he ran for uh, almost 2,000 2, yards, 24 yeah. touchdowns. He's playing. And you know, you know, he was the league leading rusher in that Calico run first system that they had, but he was a special player. Got to see him play a couple of times live. And you know, he's the type of back, he just needs one little hole and he's gone. And we saw that many times this year. He ran all over the uh, league. I'm curious to see where he's going too. I he didn't he didn't really stay too active on Twitter. Yeah, so. I didn't see much. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, he was one of the best players in the league, you know, a little maybe they say a little undersized. Um, in terms of running and, and back, like, like, level. like, you know, they run that, uh, they run the Vera option, and he's a fullback and he's a corner size guy, but he was, he was like a little pinball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very impressed with him as a running back, and so yeah, he's playing. I mean, 2,000 yards, a heck of a year for a running back, yeah, a heck of a year. And, and keep in mind, too, I mean, that Calico, you know, they're well represented. They got, um, Steven, yeah, Stephen Flinton on there, they have Luke. Angstad on there, a couple good defensive backs. Flint was a good playmaker for him too. I know he was listed as a receiver. He, I mean, you know, it lists, you know, on the stat sheets only has five receptions, but like you Calico might throw it two or three times a game with that system. Flint made a lot of plays. So that's, they're well represented. And, um, you know, they got five, actually looking at now, they have five players. They have Jared Stauffer and Damian Wolf. I mean, that's the one thing. And, and don't even, I mean, Ryan Brubaker, he obviously he's uh, playing in the big 33 game. Um, that's, I mean, when, if you wonder how, how it worked with Cocalico, I mean, with that veer option, obviously it was, you know, it's very well coached coach strolls doing a great job there, but they, they had some horses up front watching them between Brubaker, Stauffer, Wolf, they were every game you could watch them. I mean, they would follow their lead and there's a reason that, you know, Barasa ran for close to 2000 yards. Yep. So Calico's well represented. Okay. The next one. We talk a little bit about us, Columbia. Um, you know, they have four players, so they were very well represented again. Robert, uh, CJ Frederick Footman, um, nice. quarterback, 2,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, led him to a section four title, going to Millsville. 
just an incredible year for him. And then he's got his, his target, Javon uh, Palazzo. Palazzo, he had 44 catches, 12 touchdowns. And he set the state playoff record in receiving yards. I believe it was 535 yards in, in their loss uh, against Upper Dolphin. He was ridiculous in that game. Um, he's going to play for Coach Ezzy at Stevens Tech, and I think that's a great fit for them. Um, and don't forget, they also have Columbia, too, you know, they're obviously well-rewarded. They have four guys on this roster. Colin McCarthy, um, who's a big-time offensive lineman for them. He's going to Millersville. When I talked with Robert today, Colin's going there just to be a student. You know, I respect that, and it's a great school. And Joel Ober, who was a you know, you know nice, tough offensive and defensive lineman they had. But you know, he was a fun player to watch, too, because he did a lot of things special teams-wise for Columbia. Um, he was the kicker. Um, he held an extra points. I even saw him convert a two-point play against Lancaster Catholic. Um, so Columbia is well-deserved and well-represented. Yeah, and, and well-deserved for sure. And go down the roster, you got uh, Conestoga Valley. They're, they have three players in there, uh, led by J.U. Plowden. Yeah, um, J.U. Plowden. 37 catches. He had five touchdowns. He's going to Slippery Rock, actually. Man, well-deserved. Nice player for them. Aiden Johnson is, you know, a big-time tight end. That, going know, to IUP. Yep, going IUP. He, you know, we he tagged us on his, on his final commitment. So appreciate that, Kyle. I believe it's uh, McGallagher as the defensive tackle. Um, so Costa Valley, you know, they they're they're going through a rebuild, but they, it's nice to see them have a couple of representatives as well. Yeah, and then you know, uh, Donegal's got a couple. They got their their you know, looks like more of a linebacker, Connor Connor Hile. Did you say that? Yeah, I think? Connor yeah. Hile, no one champ. You know, I mean Donegal. And these are both, both Champ and Heil are, are fairly nice players, and they had a nice year. Donegal has every you know a, a chunk of their guys coming back from that district playoff team last year, um, so that's why they're not. I mean, I was speaking with their coaching staff, you know, they they believe this coming year was their year. So this past year was a nice little surprise for them, and they're looking to build off that. Yep, and then you have the um, Garden Spot, which we mentioned. You know, they have four players. Mm-hmm. Led by the kicker, uh, Walker Martin. He's going to Buffalo to kick. And then they got a couple of DBs, receivers, and, and Derek Lambert and Tristan Sadowski, and then uh, Joel Martin, the running back. Yeah, yep. They're well represented. I believe they won two. They went, I think they finished the year really hot, Garden Spa. We'll have to ask Coach Z that, but I believe they won their last three games to get back the 500. So they're building, they're coming back in the next well, year. Well, Coach Z, he came back over, and there he is. He's coming right now. He came back. He he stepped down for a couple of years and then came back as head coach. So he, it was kind of like uh, he was trying to rebuild that program and and you know they took some steps the year one and then they came back this year. So here we go. Let's get our guest. There he is, Coach. How you doing? What's up, Coach? Good. How you doing? Hey, good seeing you again. Uh, thanks for j- jumping on the podcast. So we really appreciate it. This is something new. We started back in uh, January, uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Just kind of. Um, you know, meeting with players and coaches, and we do this about uh, once a week, and and it's been it's been a lot of fun. So we we've done, been with a bunch of coaches and different players in the LL. So, absolutely, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, can you discuss how's it been the last few years? I know you stepped down for, for a couple of years, right? You went to Albright, and then you decided to come back, right? Yeah. This is already going into the fourth season already from coming back. Time flies. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, okay. CJ. Coach, before we get into um, the Tri-County game, um, which we're looking forward to, we're, we're, we're covering, um, we're going to be broadcasting it too with 717. We're looking forward to that. Um, t- tell us about this last season. I didn't get a chance to cover any of your games, but it sounds like you guys finished with a little bit of momentum on your side going into next year. Well, we absolutely did. We finished um, We finished five and one and gave LS all they could handle in week. Yes, you did. Week seven, you know, we were – we were, we were pretty even game with them and, you know, into the third quarter and, you know, they just, they had more horses than us, you know, so we're just trying to fill the stables up, but we, you know, we, we struggled a little bit at the beginning and some of that was some COVID stuff lineup wise. And some of it was just trying to find that, find that right lineup offensively and defensively and a couple injuries and things forced us to make some changes and look at things a little bit differently. And we ended up finding the right formula going into uh, midseason and uh, the offense caught fire and the defense really started playing and they uh, yeah they had had a tremendous amount of momentum going into going into midseason and carried it through so we finished 500 first time in 
first time in a while. So the, the senior class, you know, they, there's a, not a real big class, but some kids that just, you know, they could have, could have packed it in real easy to come and commit into a program that had been struggling for a couple of years and 0 and 10 their sophomore year to, to win in a few games last year. They just, you know, I owe, owe them and the program owes them a lot just for being willing to continue to fight and show up and work. And, but they, they got to be part of the, getting the corner turn. So that's exciting for all of us. You know, coach next year, you guys, you, you know, you got the merger LL and Burks. Um, can you talk about that? Uh, you could be playing some different teams. You haven't played probably. Right. Yeah. And- yeah. I think, you know, it's, it, there's some commonality, but then some new teams, we played Daniel Boone last year. We've played twin Valley a few times. So, you know, we're familiar with some of those Burke schools, but then there's a couple other ones, a couple familiar foes and a couple other new guys. But I think, I think overall that that that's that's good for the, all the sections across the board, and it's gonna it's gonna make interesting logistics to go along with that. You know, like coaching the All Star game this year, and what are we gonna do with the Tri County All Star game, and how's that gonna work? And you know, the All Star teams. You know, I think there's I think there's a lot of logistics to work out. You know, on the side with things, but as far as just football goes, I think it's a, a beneficial for both leagues to be together. Okay, cool. Yeah, we get a lot of mixed. I mean, we've been doing interviews with players and coaches and we get, you know, a lot of uh, of similar responses that are looking forward to the challenge. And we'll hear some players that are not looking forward to the longer bus rides, but they're definitely looking looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, I guess it depends kind of where you're at, you know, where you're at. But I think also if you can, if that gives your non-league games a little more continuity and, you know, you maybe you're traveling a little for a little further each week, but you're not, you know, you're not having to travel three hours for a non-league game, you know, it probably balances out, but it's all good football, you know, Burks, Lebanon. Absolutely. Lancaster, Lebanon. Yeah. It's all good football. You know, there's that uh, district three playoff lineup from one, eight through six, you know, it's always stock full LL and Burks teams and, Oh, you're preaching to the choir here, coach. We know. Yeah. <laughs> we know. So it's yeah, going to be great football. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to be at all at four all star games. So I'll be there. And then I'm covering both East West games and actually writing an article for the one. I might be on the broadcast of that. And then I'll be at the Big 33, too. So awesome. Awesome. I'm going to all four. And we're going to be writing and, and talking about it. So it's, it's going to be a, a great weekend. I can't wait. I got a couple of Boy Scouts events in there with my son thrown in. So I'm going to be running all weekend, but it's going to be a great weekend. Yes, so sir. I'm looking forward to it. Um, go ahead, TJ. Coach has now with the the practices. When did they start? Did they start this week? They start last week? No, or? last Saturday. We had a double session on Saturday. We have a practice Thursday, another double session on Saturday, and then a practice next Thursday before the game. So six total sessions with two doubles on Saturdays is the format that they went to last year, and it seems to be better. It's just. You know, but it, it, it we had a lot of kids out on Saturday with the league track, and we'll have a few more key players out with districts on Saturday, but that'll be whittled down to some degree. But, you know, there's no easy way to do this. There's no great time to do it. You know, you just kind of got to take it as it, go, as it comes and, you know, get your best team on the field and get them coached up to a little bit of scheme and, and just let them have fun. You know, I think that's the main main the main goal of it, let them – play one last time in front of the home, you know, the, the, the Lancaster County fans and just enjoy football one more night. Are, are you, uh, um, is this the first time you've done an all-star game? Have you got no, I did it stuff? back in, heck, I know, uh, probably, it was interesting. It was when uh, Coach Velan was the head coach at Ephrata. So last time around was, okay. was we're yeah. versus the Ephrata staff Ephrata as well staff, now, so. The cycle line back up, so we get to go against Chris Miller and the boys. So I have a lot of respect for those guys. I think they're they're a great staff too. So yeah, he's done a nice fun. job turning that program around. Oh, absolutely, he's a good guy, good coach. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you're both in similar boats you know, with your programs. You know, on the rebuild, coming back up, and you know, you get to face off against one another, and you guys have a lot of momentum going into next year too. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's. That's the thing is momentum is perishable, you know, like especially when you get some going now it's you you focus on how do you build more of it, you know, and how do you how do you keep keep kids moving, 
moving forward and what's the next goal, what's the next step, all that stuff. Very good. Very good. Can, can, can you talk about uh, – I know you got four garden spot, spot players in, in this year. Can you talk about, yeah, a little bit about uh, them? We have um, Derek Lambert, who was a first-team receiver and D-back. We have Tristan Sadowski, who was a first-team athlete, and Walker Martin, who was – I think made four different All-State teams, first-team All-State teams. And then Joel Martin, who was a utility running back linebacker for his three-year starter. So those those are our four guys in there. I think uh, Derek and Tristan will probably be playing receiver and Joel will probably be playing outside linebacker for us. Oh, cool. And you got your kicker, so maybe maybe he'll a chance to go win the uh, a game winner for you. Absolutely. I'd like to get him another kick, another kick or two. That would be great for him. Speaking yeah. of Walker Martin, we we you know we we followed his great career with the, with with Garden Spot. How is he not in the, the big 33 game? He's going to Buffalo. <laughs> like, well, I think he he had uh he was dealing with a back issue at the time of this. There's a try. The specialist oh, okay. do a try. They, they try him out. And okay. I think I think that you know that carries a heck of a lot of weight. And he was unable to attend that. You know, he was making sure that uh, that his back was right and getting some therapy on that. And uh, you know, by his by his merit, he started. I, but you know, they I guess they go with what they see there. And you know, he was he was upset about that. He thought he had a shot to go but you know what are you gonna do he was uh he he played that smart with that with that uh and it didn't work out but you know he's over it he was excited to come kick for us and yeah it works out better for you right yeah and then he'll be headed to buffalo in june that's awesome that is great and where Um, are your your other guys going i I see that um what quarterback is or tristan's west virginia westland and derek's going out to uh to uh Oh, Grove City, Grove City, the Wolverines, yes, sir. And yeah. Joel Mark, Joel Mark, Joel, Joel's Joel could have played it somewhere, but he's 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 done with school, he's going to work. Oh, okay, okay. good for him, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, coach, can you talk a little bit about your quarterbacks? You got some super talented quarterbacks in this ro- roster with Robert Footman, and you well, got we were Berkeley. talking, you know. Yeah, we were talking. We're probably going to have to play rock, paper, scissors to see who starts. Between, well, all three of them are talented guys. We Between – and we we basically – we've taken uh, – Berkeley's going to play play safety for okay. us. Good. And then uh, Footman and Hoffman will be, be be running the offense together. And we got first look at them. Uh, um, I, we had some common opponents with Cocalico, so – I'd seen him play on film a handful of times last season, uh, Footman, but uh, hadn't seen Hoffman play much. But uh, you know they're both physical specimens and can rip the ball, and you know they're going to get uh, plenty of opportunity to throw it. We know that, so it's going to be exciting. And, and then, and you got the, you know, we were talking about right before you came on. You got uh, Anthony from Cacalco. I mean, he had almost two thousand yards rushing. He's going to run the ball for you on. Absolutely, we're yeah. probably look him and Mike Trainer. You're two, two. Those yeah. are our, that's Woo. one, two in the backfield, or I think they're both, you know, they're both that's dynamic kids, you know, they're yeah. both, you know, dynamite and small package, those guys, but, uh, you know, so it'd be a good one, two punch either way there. So that's going to be a good back, good backfield as well as a, a handful of good receivers too. Now we didn't get a look at a handful of the receivers because obviously some of those guys are, you know, running long jump and relays and stuff at track, but there's a, there's some good receivers on the field as well. Yeah. Yeah. You have, I mean, I'm Cooper, Cooper Eckert of Warwick. He's a heck of a player. Yeah. Section one played. receiver of the year. I was impressed with real impressed with him Saturday. You know, you watch someone on film versus watch him, you know, line up in a one-on-one against a pretty, against an all-star corner and, and take him to school and run a slant pattern. And, you know, and, and the first thing uh, on a Saturday in May when he hasn't done it since, since last fall, you know, he's, he's an impressive kid. He can scoot, he can catch, he's a good route runner. So we've got a few guys like that. Uh, oh, what about the quarterback for October? Is he playing too? He's playing too by Solstice. He's going to be a D-back corner for us. A D-back, okay. He had a heck of a year. I mean, he threw threw for a lot, but, yeah, I heard I heard he's a, I heard he's a really good DB too. Yeah, well. he's so a really good great. DB, you know, and that's, you know, that's the thing about, you know, every – you know, it, 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 it's kind of like, uh, kind of like draft day picking the t- 
picking the teams. You got guys that are they're on the list as a receiver DB, but come All Star game they want to play receiver, you know. But you need uh, you, you need six D backs to play the game too. It's all by rule we have to play cover zero, straight man coverage across the board, and teams are going to be throwing the ball probably seventy percent of the time. So those D backs, you know, they they get dog. They run. They're running all night. So you got to have a few fresh fresh kids on the field and get a little rotation in. You know, plus this time of year, kids are kids are in shape, but they're not in football shape. Right. You know? yeah. Even even track athletes, that's different than four quarters of football shape, sprinters and such. Just yeah. Coach, you uh, I know you you know you have your your guys on there. Do you have any uh issues with these new guys you haven't coached all year? Like in terms, of, oh, I want to play, or any ego checks you've had to do so far? Or is everybody just really happy to be there? No, everyone's. You know, that's the thing is you choose. You know, when we go through this this process through the quarterback club, and I just give a shout out to Mike Williams and the quarterback club. They they put on they do a heck of a lot of work to put on this game, and they don't benefit much from it financially. You know, it's for the the love of and the promotion of the sport of football. And uh, the man, him and the man I'm township. You know, the head coaches have to put a lot of extra time in. We get stuck with a lot of logisticals, the paperwork, the physical stuff. So it's it's an investment time beyond the practice, but you know, they really put a lot of time and money into it. So, uh, you know, but when you go through this process, guys, coaches nominate, nominate their players based on their desire to be there. But also, you know, I think most coaches want the right player representing their program. So, you know, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't in my, I've, I've been assistant in a few all-star games and, and head coach twice. And, you know, I've never, I've never run into that with these kids, you know, so it's pretty neat. It speaks highly to who they are. Okay, well, th- thank you so much for coming on, Coach G. Um, we're both – we'll be there Friday. Uh, we'll recover the game, so we'll look forward to talking to you before and after the game. Absolutely. Uh, happy to see you and happy to, have, happy to be part of it. Thank All you right, so you- much, Coach. Thank yeah, you, fellas. Yeah, have a yeah, good yeah. night. Yeah, you too. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, so that was great having Coach yeah. G on. Uh, we talked a lot, about a lot of stuff. Um, and, I, you know, they did do the trial, and I should have mentioned about the kickers. You know, so they did a oh, trial. Yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, because yeah. Billy. Billy was up there, right? Yeah, Billy from Billy Splain from PA Football News was telling us because, yeah, no, I I completely forgot about that. I couldn't understand why. I mean, it works out to Coach Z's and the South Squad's advantage, you know, having him there. Yeah, they got a ringer. Yeah, they got. I mean, both. I mean, both squads are pretty stacked. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the North Squad side too, but the South the South side is uh. Pretty yeah. loaded. Yeah, so he touched upon it a little bit. So LS got what, Bo Heiser, right? And then uh, Berkeley Wagner, who had a heck of a year quarterback, but he's just going to focus on DB. It makes sense. That made me happy when he said that because I believe that is what his intention is to play at Susquehanna as to play safety. So I'm, I was glad he already has him out there. They got Evan Seller, who's O-line, D-lineman. Uh, he's yeah, going, big to Delaware. going to Delaware Valley. And keep in mind, too, I mean, Ber- not Berkeley Wagner, Nick Del Grande. He probably would have been – no, he would have been the big 33 game. He would have been the big 33. Yeah, he's already enrolled. Um, but that was, you know, great senior class of LS that we've talked about in nauseam. But, you know, and you go down this list, McCaskey's well represented too. Yeah, you got Basir Epps, running back, uh, linebacker, played more linebacker last year. And then you got Bobby Lishner. Uh, I, I coached him a few years back. And he's actually going to Wheeling College to be a yeah. long stopper. That's such a big deal. And then Isaac Burks, uh, you know, fantastic receiver. And then Zaire uh, Cortera, uh, he's an athlete receiver, you know, DB kind of, you know, plays a little running back. So, yeah, they're well represented on there as well with, you know, with a, a running, a, you know, linebacker, running back, long snapper, and a couple of skill kids. And Octoreras, you know, they had a great year. Um, the one, I'm, I'm excited to see them. I had, I remember I, I went to see, I covered uh, York, Dallas Town. It was a week I didn't. You, I, I needed a game. And I didn't know what I wanted to do local. There wasn't anything like locally I w- wanted to do. And you told me to go to York, Dallas town. And I covered that and I had a great time, but I, I could have gone to the Columbia Octorera shootout, which was, 48, I believe it was 49, 48 footman threw a touchdown in the last 20 seconds, an unbelievable game. But, you know, I'm excited to see these guys that, you know, Weston Stolfus. I know coach said he's playing corner and you, Sounds like he's a pretty good corner, um, but he threw 22 touchdowns, one interception. 
that's not talked about enough. And then he and he ran for almost 500 yards. So he was. A, I always look at the roster. You know, they got a younger one. What was his brother? Who's a freshman? So maybe he's the next one coming up, and maybe he'll play next year as a sophomore or the following year as a junior. Will they go so, to section? I know we talked about the. I, I got it. I, I just yeah, they're they're the, they are the tough ones. So, um, real quickly, uh, for for we finish this roster, Garden Spot did really well in realignment. So they're in section three with E Town, Africa, yeah. Solanco, Twin Valley, Daniel Boone, Fleetwood, and them. So they avoid section two with Nifflin. Um, they're in Central and yeah, Warwick. Extra Central, Warwick, and, and yeah. In Section 4 is absolutely loaded with Cacalco, LS, Donegal, Octorero, Conrad Weiser, Elko, Burks Catholic, and why I'm missing. So yeah. Octorero's got a tough slide now. Yeah, they, they do. Were in Section 4, and they were playing like Northern Lebanon, um, Anvil, Columbia. Columbia, Pequay Valley. Now they're moving up to play teams their own size, and they're going to, it could be a little bit of a struggle for them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we, you know, we talked about the merger a lot and how some teams for next year benefit and some teams are, you know. Like yeah, I'm going to work on it this week, and I might wait till August. to. Oh, I'm going to do a five-year study on every program, their record, going in and, and comparing the sections. I'm going to do that. I'm really going to dive deep. I, I really want to see, you know, where are the records, who's made the playoffs, and it would be good for me, and I can share that with you, and we could really – dive in it'd be, it'd be it's good data to know going into this week because i Absolutely. know it's good but i want to see how it's been in a snapshot the last five years yeah I yeah i know because you, you brandon and i have talked about via text you know who, who might come who might come back to the pack is is exeter you know going to come back to the pack is you know governor mifflin going to come back to the pack um is man i'm central i mean not really central but is central gonna you know, stay where they are, but that, that, that'll be a good article. To, to me, to, read. to me, section two, four, and five are absolutely loaded. I'm sorry. Sections one, two, and four are loaded. Yeah. They're like loaded. And, and three and five are a little more like, you know, all right teams, but like they haven't really done well on a state level for a while. But like, if you look at a section one, Hemfield just won a playoff game last year. Townships won playoff games the last couple of years. Wilson's always good. You know, uh, and then you go section two, Mifflin, good, Warwick, good, Central, good, Exeter, good. And you go down to section four, Calico, playoff team usually, LS, playoff team, Donegal, playoff team last year, uh, Conrad Weiser at times has been a playoff team. And then you go down to the two killers, Burks Catholic, and why I'm missing. So it, 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 it's, it's interesting. I could talk about this for days. So we got to yeah. finish going with this roster. Let's talk about your comments. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they, no, like, I've talked about this before. They weren't, I mean, they only had a couple of seniors in this team total. They, I mean, they, I think they had five seniors total, um, and three of them are on this roster. Uh, Eric Hinkle, you know, he was a, you know, stud defensive back slash receiver. He had a punt return for a touchdown in the game against McCaskey. Not only had a punt return for a touchdown, but he had the game winning rushing touchdown too late in the game. They came back and won that game. And I talked to him this week or last week. And I, because I know he's a you know really good lacrosse player for them, and I said, where, "Where are you going next year?" And he, and he goes, "I'm going to Penn State as a walk-on." And I said, "Oh, okay, good for you. What, what are you going to walk on at?" And he goes, "I don't know yet." So he's, I mean, Penn State has a you know big-time football and lacrosse program. You now he's a little undersized, but he's a tough kid. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be that kid. And you got Evan Jurgensen. He's a you know more of a project. He's a big. He's, when you see when you would see Penn Manchester, he was the biggest kid on the field. Um, he's you know he helped them on the line, anchor that offensive line that went five and five overall for the first time in seven years. And then Pedro Gomez is a stud. I'm you know mad. I don't know where he's going yet because I know he plays lacrosse too. But he was a playmaker, especially to, on the defensive side of the football. Yeah. So Penn Manchester well represented three. Peckway Valley had a couple. So yeah, Beckway uh, Valley, you know, you know Tom Wallace, uh, a receiver DB, and then Drew White, O line D line. Mm-hmm. And we got Solanco at a couple, couple linemen, Connor Smith and Jason Todd. Yeah, a couple big dudes. They, were, I mean, they they really faded down the stretch. They had disappointing years. They, so they're gonna, they, they you know, right this ship. I, I know talking with a couple of the Penn Manor coaches before that game, they were worried about their size up front. As you could see, they have a couple of big time linemen in this game. Um, and then you go to Warwick, um, who only has a couple. They have, I mean, they have Cooper Eckert, the receiver of the year. He's going to Widener. And we 
you know, we all know how talented he is. And Aaron Hess is a nice player for them too. Yeah. And then they got Nate Young alignment. And then uh, Wilson's represented with one. They got Brad Hoffman that coach mentioned, you know, he, he, he is like Tim Tebow, you know? Oh yeah. 846, but he ran for a thousand yards. He had nine touchdown passes and 12 rushing touchdowns. So yeah, they would only – I mean, you watch them too. They would only throw four or five times a game, and he was always effective. You know, Coach Dobbs doesn't want to, doesn't have to throw. He won't. It's always yeah. – Diamond just, Prep Academy. Yeah. He's going to a prep school next year. Yep. Where's Jaden Jones going? We never – I don't know. That's a good question. Good one. He's not on – I wonder why he's not playing in this game. He was – is he playing in the East-West game, though? I don't know. I didn't, I have not looked at the East-West game rosters yet. That's on my to-do list tomorrow or sometime this week. He Wait. was a special talent. No. Uh, I don't – no, that's not him. That's somebody else. I don't know. Yeah, Jane Jones was a heck of a player, so I don't know about that. Um, but, let's, you know, quickly, let's go over the North roster. You ready to start going over the North roster? Yep, Absolutely. So we're going to go to the North roster and then we're going to coach Miller on a little bit. Um, so let's start. Let's just start here. Uh, Isaiah Jones. Oh yeah. Van Township. He had uh 302 yards rushing, you know, four rushes touchdowns and he had some catches as well. So dynamic player there. And yes. then Van Township also had Jack Roach, a O-line D lineman. And then they also had um, Matt, uh, tight end, Matt, Matt O'Gorman, a nice player township. I mean, they really lose. They do lose a lot offensively. Michael Heckman had 30 catches, um, five touchdowns. Yes. yes. Um, Isaiah Jones was a really underrated talent, I thought, for them. I got to see him live. He, you know, the good receiving back out of the backfield. I'm excited to watch him play. Um, but they definitely lose some linemen. Alex Romano, big-time stud. Ty Washington, first-team uh, all-section lineman slash linebacker, really nice player. Um so, yeah, obviously Township, as they probably are every year, well-represented. And, of course, this doesn't include Anthony Ivey, who is um, – he's in the Big 33 game, isn't he? Yes, he's in the Big 33 game. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go to some, some college. I don't know. <laughs> he's going to Penn State. I'm kidding. So, um, yeah. And then, oh, Cole Davis, Cole Thomas of Elko, mm-hmm. who's their quarterback. Um he ran for three, 844 yards, had 17 touchdowns. He's going to Thaddeus Stevens. So he's playing for the North North roster as Very well. Nice. Um, and then anybody else from Elko? I think that's it. And then um, we got your uh, Tony Cruz. Yeah. Um, Lancaster Catholic. Um, I coached two years ago, a couple years ago. I coached him. Oh, he's him. a great kid. I, he had uh, great family. All, all three brothers are going to go play college football. How incredible is that? Yeah, he's going to go play at Stevenson University. They got, I mean, I think Stevenson got a really underrated player in Tony Cruz. I got to see him live in their shootout against. Yeah, he almost uh, had a thousand but, yards rushing. He had nine hundred. Right, 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 and they were. Touchdowns. He had close to, I want to say, close to two hundred yards rushing against Columbia, and I mean, they were just probably had more, but they were playing catch up the whole game. And you know, he's a really special talent, so I'm happy for him and JJ Keck um, from Lancaster Catholic. Yep. Yeah, JJ. JJ. You know, uh, interesting story. His junior year, when I coached him, um, how oh, we, we, we were counting on him to be a linebacker for us, and he actually hurt his shoulder and he was out for the whole year, and it's huge blow. We really didn't have anybody behind us. It really hurt us. He's a great kid. He was like a coach on the field for us when he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. So he was great. All right, a couple of good receivers I know from two different schools, but Adam Acker from uh, Hempfield. Trey Baller, right? Oh, he was an underrated talent he caught everything thrown his way i mean harbaugh will tell you i mean he told us that was his favorite target he's gonna go to lebanon valley and i bet he'll catch 50 and it's so he had 50 receptions this year i bet he'll average that every year he's there and then owen sensenick of uh man i'm central another great player he was oh yeah 50, Sense, 57 Sensenick. catches eight touchdowns i mean he had a heck of a year that got uh, we should have a competition acker or sensenick it's who who drops it first i don't know which one will i don't know i mean i had a Chance to talk with Sensitive at the Millersville spring game. That's where he's committed to. And he was, you know, just a great, humbled kid. He's excited to get started there. He's already participating in their offseason workout plan. Um, and I'll just, I remember what Coach Morgan said about him because I asked him specifically about him and Footman and all the couple of Lancaster guys he was able to nab with his recruiting class. And Coach Morgan said, you know, I said, 
you know, because talking with Owen, I know he had some offers from Bloomsburg and some other PSAC schools. And Coach Morgan says, you know, sometimes special talents slip through the cracks and we're happy to have them. So I, they were, they were happy, they're excited to have Owen at Millersville. Yeah, that's huge. Um, a couple other players. Let's get into, you know, we got Cam Harbaugh. We had him on uh, one of the first guests on this podcast. So he threw for almost 2,000 yards. He's going to Valparaiso. So he's the, he's one of the quarterbacks playing in this this uh, game. And then there's like a really loaded running backs here, you know. Absolutely. Richie Kowalski of Paul Meyer, Prime Meyer, plays in this game. Aiden Richard, Richards, which he was a good running back for a couple of years for Cedar Crest, mm-hmm. he had 949 yards. And then Justin Heff, as it Heffernan? Hefferman. 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 Yeah, had 781 yards rushing for Nam Central. I mean, he is a heck of a runner. So we got three really good, good running backs. Linebacker, too. Yeah, um, and I'm central has guys all over Larry yeah. Marley and playing receiver, defensive back, Ryland Fittery, big time offensive lineman, Tyler Fanstock, Fonstock, another offensive lineman. So they're they're well represented. Um, obviously, every year they're going to be well represented. That's kind of how it is with Man I'm Central. Yeah, I don't see there's not another quarterback. Is this the only quarterback? I just realized that. Yeah, I was gonna ask coach. Z that as well because he has seems like he has too many whereas the coach Miller squad only really has Harbaugh yeah and and, and, you know I was talking to Billy Splain of PA football he said there sometimes there's a lot of kids jumping you know jumping in and out so they might have lost a quarterback too along the way so and and coach Z mentioned it too you have kids still I mean spring sports are still very you know not over yet I mean the league playoffs are just beginning or just finishing up um districts states that they're all going to go into that so I, i'd be curious to see i i mean because both these rosters are really talented i hope it plays out that way there's no injuries and we get to see a lot of these talented kids that we had the privilege of covering covering all year yeah it's gonna be a fun day it's gonna be our uh first time we're doing this big guy you you, you excited to be a play-by-play guy oh yeah i'm ex- really excited i'm the more the closer we get the more excited i am to be honest with you i was thinking about it today and you know work you guys have done with Brandon and um and Marco to get this up and running I'm really looking forward to it and my writers are all excited about it Colin's gonna Colin Richardson's gonna interview a couple of the players talking about how the weeks of practices are going Logan Moyer's gonna interview the LS guys um and Colin's probably gonna attend the game too so we might have a sideline reporter if we need if we need one um he's a bright young kid um, but no, I, the more the closer we get, the more excited I am. It's bringing me back to my college roots, what I used to do, and you know I'm happy for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, so so coming up next, we're we're gonna have Coach Miller uh, jumping on. He's he's the head coach of Africa and uh, head coach of the North Squad. So we're gonna have him coming up next. Um, thank you so much for listening, checking it out, and uh, we will see you next next time. We'll be on. We'll be after the All Star Game. And we'll give you a full recap. Then we get a couple of players on. Then we can talk to them at the game, and then we get them on. What do you think? Absolutely, let's do it. They're all okay. willing. Okay, so the next uh, the next interview will be Coach Miller coming up in in, in a minute. Awesome. Coach Miller, how you? Uh, we are pleased to join be joined by Coach Miller. How you doing there, sir? Good. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, sure, sure. We really appreciate it. Um, CJ went grabs so that he'll be right back. Um, yeah, we'll keep you like 15, 20 minutes. Um, I, I first want to touch base with you. So we'll talk a little bit about Ephrata, um, and you know, just everything going on there. Can you talk about the, the process at first? How, how you got how you took over, and it was a really struggling program, and then you guys within a couple of years turned around. Talk about like how that was start off and and just like what what got you got the program turned around what was the secret sauce i know it's probably a lot of things but just curious hey coach yeah. thanks for getting no. back to me carl no sorry problem. how you doing carl i'm good i'm good nice nice to finally meet you i appreciate you uh joining us sorry i'm you know in the middle of cooking something i want to burn my apartment down sorry about that <laughs> no problem no yeah. problem yeah go ahead um so how's everything going so far with practices i know we had coach z on just a little bit ago uh, give us an update yeah things are going great uh we kind of got uh, it, it's always interesting when you start, uh, when you get kids that aren't uh, your guys that, you know, we just kind of met the, for the first time. So last Saturday's practice was pretty interesting as far as trying to figure out who we have, what positions they play, how they're going to best help us. Uh, but overall, the whole experience has been great. My staff and I have enjoyed the opportunity uh, to coach quality kids like this. And 
it's neat to see some of the best kids that the LL has to offer. You, you steamrolled me there, CJ. I had a question, and then, uh, <laughs> and then you came on. That's okay. That's what podcasting makes it great. So, Coach, back to my question real quick. Can you just talk about the process of turning around Ephrata and just give us a little thoughts, and then we'll get back to the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess it was probably in 2014, uh, I was the defensive coordinator at Northern Lebanon, and we we were coming to Ephra to play, uh, and it was actually the game, the first game at the new War Memorial Field with the turf. Uh, so I was on the visiting sideline, uh, and I got to see probably some of the best community support that I've ever witnessed, uh, and that was regardless of what the team's record was at the time. Uh, I mean, the stands were packed at the war. They haven't won a game in like two years. And it, it was just a neat experience. So when I got back to Northern Lebanon that, that night, I said, hey, if I told our, our Roy Wall, who was the head coach of Northern Lebanon, if the Ephra job ever opens up, I want to be the next head coach at Ephra. Uh, and, and then kind of two years later, the, the job opened up after the, the 2015 season. And I applied and, and went through the hiring process uh, because, you know, as bad as things were, you know, we had a, a 32 game losing streak or a 31 game losing streak when I took over. I knew that if we could ever get the program turned around and start experiences of success, the, the support that we have amongst the effort community, the student body, uh, the administration mm-hmm. is second to none. And that was kind of the motivation for wanting to come and, and be part of Ephra. And that's what I sold the staff on and what I sold the kids on. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing, and, and I have to give credit to our midget program. Uh, they, you know, before I got here, they went a huge undertaking and, and took over the program uh, from the rec center and took and kind of started running it themselves. And, and they, the program went from having 75 kids in it to having 150 kids in it in a matter of a year. Uh, so, and it, it took some time to get those kids up to the high school level. And we got the buy-in. Uh, that was kind of the big part of it from getting the youth on board. And I'd say probably the second thing is our goal has always been to have multi-sport athletes. And when, when I first took over uh, at Ephrata, we didn't have the best Ephrata athletes playing football. Uh, th- there was a lot of kids that were not playing football for whatever reason. You know, so we took the approach of it's okay if football is not your number one sport. If you can give us August to November, uh, we need the best athletes playing football. And that was has been our standing point, you know, our rally cry for the past six years. And I, I think this past spring, we had 30 some of our athletes participating in, in, a, in a spring sport, whether it be baseball, track and field, wow. lacrosse. Uh, and, you know, we have a, a number of our kids, I think 20 of them were part of our LL Section 2 track team. Um, wow. We had a, a kid, kids run the 400, the 200, the 100, doing jumps, doing throws. Uh, we actually have two of our football players are competing in the District 3 track meet this weekend. One of them, our quarterback, Sam McCracken, is throwing the javelin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he finished second in the LL League. And uh, Josh Muster finished sixth in the LL League in the javelin. Uh, Weston Nolt is, is throwing the, the shot put. He broke 47 feet uh, this past meet at Jeremiah Knowles. I mean, there's countless kids that are doing the track team. Uh, and the big thing is the kids learning to compete. So that, that's been awesome to see, uh, you know, winter sports, spring sports, seeing our guys compete year-round has been a huge part of our, our success and our turnaround. Yeah, because I, I was coaching at McCaskey when you took over, and I remember that you guys starting to turn it around, and I said, I don't know anybody who this Chris Miller is. I just know he's doing a heck of a job because I remember seeing him before. And then, you know, uh, you, you know, and then I was actually a Catholic two years ago, and I, I remember watching you guys on film. This is a different effort team than five, six, you know, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So you, you know, you, you guys have distilled a, a toughness in them. And, and I've been really impressed with your program, Coach. I just wanted to tell you that. And, uh, Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate all you guys do to cover the LL League and uh, get our kids' names out there and, and support us. It's not it's a thankless job sometimes what you guys do, but it's a lot of hard work. And I, and I thank you for all the stuff that you do. Yeah, CJ and I just started doing it last year. I, I you know, I coached football for 15 years and I kind of gave it up to be with my family a little bit more. And I went to go cover games. I don't know how it would go, but I, I had a great time doing it. Yeah. Um, so for the time being, it's been a lot of fun. So, um, CJ, go ahead. You can ask a question. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, coach, it sounds like you have a lot of support throughout the community as well. I know. Um, and you got a lot, a lot of talent coming back, including Andre uh, Weidman, among others. Tell us about how, how the offseason has been going with Ephrata. No, it's been going great. We uh, actually this past summer, 
with the support of our booster club and uh, some some supporters, we were able to put a completely new weight room in at the high school. Uh, and okay. we put it, we have a, a turf runway in there. We have eight different stations where kids can bench, squat, and clean. Uh, so our numbers have been phenomenal coming in. Uh, we've had probably anywhere from 30 to 40 kids every every day, and that's kids that are not in a, in another sport. Um, so I think probably like 90% of our kids are doing something every day, whether it be lifting or be uh, competing or, or for another sport. So that's been phenomenal. Uh, it's probably one of the best off seasons we've had. And I think a lot of that is we were kind of disappointed the way the season ended last year. We started off really well. Uh, we're at five and one at one point, uh, then five and two, I believe. And then we, we kind of lost the last three. We just kind of ran out of steam. Uh, we got beat up early in the year and we were able to battle and, and, and overcome some of those injuries. Uh, but kind of in that three game stretch at the end of the year, it just got the best of us. And, you know, I met with the kids pretty much the week after the season and said, you know, we can't allow that to happen again. Uh, and we got beat by three quality teams in Garden Spot, Donegal, and LS to end our season. And that kind of gave us a measuring stick of where we need to go. We saw how good we could be early in the year. And uh, we saw what needs to be fixed to, to finish the year strong and you know, finally get it to district playoffs for the first time since 1987 uh, is what we're looking to hopefully accomplish this year. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about your running back? Uh, I was at your Warwick game and I just walked away. I mean, he, he's, he's unreal. Like he just, a, an animal, Andrew Weidman. I, I was so impressed with him. Uh, he plays good defense too. That kid, that kid's going to play somewhere in the next level. And he just seemed like he had a great attitude too. You know, I, he got dinged in that game. It looked like he was a little dinged and he came right back. I mean, he's a heck of a player. Yeah. I knew certainly a special kid. I, I remember back his freshman year, the summer before his freshman year, we were kind of back and forth about a coaching staff. Uh, if we should super frost him or not, because, you know, we, we, we hadn't super, super frosted a kid before. And there's a lot of pressure that goes with that when you bring up a freshman to play high school football. And you got to make sure if you do decide to, to pull him up that he, he's got to contribute. Uh, you don't want to have a wasted year where he's a freshman sitting on the bench on a high school team and not getting better. Uh, but thankfully, we made the right decision and brought him up. And it, it was nice that we were able to kind of bring him along slowly. Uh, his freshman year, he didn't have to be the guy on offense. We got him some carries. We just let him focus on one side of the ball and get comfortable. Uh, but it was neat to see him last year take over the feature running back role. And, you know, he did more than we could have ever imagined, uh, you know, being a, a thousand, over a thousand yard running, uh, I mean, over a thousand yards rushing, uh, I think, what, 15 or 16 touchdowns uh, in all phases of the game. He's special as a kick returner. Uh, he, he's one kid that you know, opposing defenses have to know where he's at at all times because he, he can take the ball to the house at any point. And uh, it's impressive how he, hard he runs. You know, he doesn't necessarily run or run away from everybody, but he, he's going to get some physical carries and some physical yards and, and, and run over some people and just wear you down. But he's a better person on top of being a great football player. He was voted a captain as a, as a junior. Uh, he's a leader. He's a vocal leader. He leads by example. You know, he, he does our workouts and then goes work out with works out with his trainer. And he never has an excuse. Um, you know, I, I could coach a lot more kids like him and the job would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think a lot of people he, he, would be a lot easier he, he, with eleven Andre Weidman. So yeah, 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 yeah. So. He reminds me of like Eddie George the way he runs because he's just so physical, you know, and like he kind of runs upright a little bit because he's a taller yeah. running back. Usually, yeah. you know, they're squatter type of guys, but he yeah, he's, definitely he's, like, he's taller. It depends if you measure his hair or not. And <laughs> sometimes he's six one. He might be six four depending on the hair day. Uh, oh, but, oh, but, it, but like he's definitely a taller running back. Like I, yeah, for sure. And it, his stiff arm is amazing. Uh, it, it is. Watching watch that on highlights on Saturday morning, and the kids go nuts, and they're like here comes Andre stiff arm, and sure enough, there it is. And he'll try to get it in practice once in a while on a kid, and they'll do whatever they can not to, not to let it happen because they can see it coming. But he's exciting to watch, and I, I can't wait to watch him this year. Running. Yeah, he's going to have a great great senior year. I think he, he was battling uh, an ankle injury most a year last year and I didn't slow him down uh, but you know I look for him to be you know probably one of the most dominant players in the league hopefully this year's uh, what we expect out of him. Go ahead CJ. Now coach I mean not you talked about next year's expectations um, give us your thoughts because I don't know if we've uh, asked you yet about the, the merger that's coming on and I believe you're, you're going to are you going to be in section three or yeah yeah, we're, we're going to be in section three this coming year. Uh, I'm kind of excited about it. it it's, you know, with, with our location, it, it's the Burke School is going up 222. Uh, it, it's not too big of a, 
a difference for us. Okay. I like the fact that, you know, it gives a lot of different variety in, in who, you know, how we can align our sections uh, and, and kind of have some more competitive balance in all the sections. I mean, I think if you look top to bottom in every section, you know, each section is kind of up for grabs and any team could win it. I, I'm, I'm excited about our section. Uh, I think we have a great shot and, you know, it could be one of those things that if you, if you're not, if you don't hit the ground running at the start of section play, you were behind the eight ball and it's going to be tough to catch up. Um, you know, it could be also one of those things where there's three or four co-champions just beating everybody up. Uh, so we're excited that, you know, we played Daniel Boone last year, which was a, a nice kind of see where we're at with them and what we need to do. Uh, Solanka, we, we haven't played in a while. He's down, we haven't played in a while, uh, but, you know, I'm excited for, for the new opportunities. Uh, obviously, there, there'll be some differences and some changes with, with the coaching perspective and, and new scouting and not having necessary game plans in mind going into, going into the season and just kind of see how these teams shape out. All right, so about the All-Star game, uh, have you ever coached an All-Star game before, Coach? Yeah, this is the first time that I've coached the All-Star game. Uh, I, I, I didn't do it as an assistant when I was at Northern Lebanon, and uh, this is kind of the first year that ever cycles up. So I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of leaning on a lot of people. I, I spoke to Coach Han a little bit about, you know, what it was like last year for him coaching the game, what his practice structure looked like, um, and, you know, and, and how to best prepare our kids. I, I think the hardest part probably was the selection process. There, there were so many great kids nominated uh, and um, so many deserving kids. So that was a, a, a difficult time. And, you know, I, I think the, the North squad coaches, all the head coaches that, that nominated kids did a great job and, uh, and helped me make the selection and made the team as good as we possibly could. And then, you know, when, when it comes time to start, you got to figure out who can play and who's not able to play now that was originally going to get the spring sports or whatever it was. So, you know, the rosters are constantly evolving. Um, so it, there's some stuff that I wasn't expecting getting into it, but, you know, showing up for a practice and coaching kids, that doesn't really change whether it's your own team or an all-star team. Uh, you know, once the whistle blows and you start stretch, it's coaching football and finding ways to win a football game. So, so you only got one quarterback, right? I was looking at the roster, just Cam Harbaugh. The other teams got like three or four. Now they're moving Berkeley around. I think the DB and they're taking the Octorera quarterback and put him at a DB. But because uh, we talked, uh, we we talked to Coach uh, Z about this. So, but you only got one quarterback, right? Yeah, so so Cam's going to be our main quarterback. Uh, we, we had originally it was we're going to have a, a Judd Novak from Mannheim Central, uh, but he was selected in the East-West game, so right. we kind we kind of lost him. Uh, but we have Cole Thomas from Elko, uh, okay, who, who, who's going to take some reps towards the quarterback. We would work with him. We listed him as a running back because that's probably where he'll see a lot of most of his reps. Uh, but we're going to give him some reps at quarterback. You know, we're impressed with his arm and how well he can throw the ball. Good. Uh, yeah, he, they didn't he, throw him much there. No, they did. But uh, Coach Miller's done a great job with their with their offense and, and the option of the game that they run. But you know, Cole's certainly uh, able to throw the ball, and he's done a nice job at practice. So we're looking forward to that. Um, but it's going to be a lot of Cam Harbaugh, and then sprinkling some Cole Thomas after it. Yeah, that's Coach, great. I I was wondering that. <laughs> you got. I mean, you both we're we're impressed with both rosters, and um, we talked with Coach Z about. The South squad. As, I mean, in terms of the North squad, has anybody, you know, in particular really stood out to you in these practices so far? I've been really impressed with our line play. Some of the guys okay. that we have up front uh, do a real nice job, and, and they've really picked up our offense um, and what we're trying to do. But, I mean, our skill guys, we, I mean, Adam Ocker from Manheim, uh, from Hempfield's done a great job at receiver for us. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Cam's a special kid. There's a reason that he's get, got all the college looks that he did. Aiden Richards is an impressive kid running the football from Cedar Crest. Um, Justin Heffernan from Manheim Central has done a great job offensively. Owen Sensnig is a phenomenal receiver that kind of catches everything. It's close to him. Uh, Pat Gilhole from E-Towns has some height that could, we think could be some issues. Uh, so I, I think every kid on our team can make a play. It's just a matter of can we get them the matchup that we want to make that play. Um, and we're trying to find ways to get every kid the football and put them in the best place to succeed. And defensively, it, it's a tough – playing defense in an, an all-star game is very tough. Right. Uh, having to play man-to-man -man and, and matching up with some of their kids that they have with Cooper Eckert and uh, some of their other receivers that the South has, you know, we're certainly going to have our hands full. Uh, but, you know, Larry Marley's done a great job at corner for us, and our, we think we're going to be able to get up the passer with, 
uh, Logan Saunders and mm -hmm. uh, jo Jordan Black from Palmyra and Jack Roche from Anaheim Township. So we think, you know, we feel excited about our four guys and hopefully we can get after uh, it because if not, I think Mr. Footman's going to have a field day. If we, if we get, I, I, I was just going to say that. You better watch out <laughs> Footman on the other side. Uh, for sure, for sure. But well, I mean, and they got they got the quarterback from Wilson. Yeah, no, it, it, he said they, they have so many quarterbacks that are that are, that are so good. I was trying to work out a trade to get one of them, uh, <laughs> to some stuff, but, but see, he wouldn't give, give up on that. So, but no, it, it's I'm excited to see it, and I think you know I, I hope the kids enjoy this experience because you know a lot of them in November maybe weren't sure if they're going to get to represent their school one more time. Uh, so that's what we've been talking to kids about. You know, it's a huge honor to play in this game and it's a huge honor to uh, represent your school one last time. And, you know, whether you go to play football after this or not, this is the last time that you get to support the community that, uh, that you live in and, and represent them and, and play for all the people that got you to this point. So uh, I hope the kids keep that in mind as they line up next Friday uh, and represent themselves and their school and the community uh, in, in a very good light. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be doing four All-Star games that weekend because I'll be at the East-West games covering them and then after the Big 33. So I'm oh, looking wow. Busy, busy, busy weekend of football. Yeah, I, I'm excited. So I'll be up there. Busy is I'm, good when it's football, right? Yeah, it's football. Absolutely. So I, absolutely. I'll, be up there, right? I'll be writing the article for the small school East-West game, and I'll be writing the article for the PA Football News, the Big 33. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, you know, I got four football games. that It could be better. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're going to both be up there. We'll be covering the game uh, for with LCTV, and then it's going to be later broadcast on there. It's like channel 68, 66 on Comcast. We'll be that will be later on there. So oh, nice. Yeah, we, yeah. We really appreciate you coming on the on and uh, giving us an update. And so we'll definitely we'll see you up there before and after the game. Then, coach, thanks so much. Sounds good. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen, for all you do, and look forward to seeing you next Friday. And go north. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, coach. Go north. No. It, <laughs> Thank last you, year, coach. I, I went to last year's and it, it, it was a downpour yeah. there. It was a, it was a, it was raining and it was still packed with a lot of people there. The and it was a great atmosphere. Yeah. No, like, actually, the kids were asking me this week, Hey, is there be a lot of people there? I'm like, yeah, the stands are going to be full. Oh yeah. Uh, people are hungry for football and hungry to see their local kids play one more time. So I'm excited. And, and you know, hats off to the Manheim touchdown club for all they do. Oh, they're this awesome. game on right. And the work and, and, and being Mike the, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, this game would not be possible without them. So we're excited for it. Yep. All right. Thanks so much, Chris. Take yeah. care. Thank you, See Coach. You. Take care. Bye. That was good. I mean, Coach Miller, I mean, I, I, I've been very – I mean, they went. he went in there and they had 32 straight losses. And he turned was it 32? Around. I didn't want to ask yeah. him specifically. I yeah. thought 34 yeah. for some reason, but I might have been thinking they, about They, they were body. bad. They were really yeah, bad. No, I, yeah, and, I, I remember. And, and they cycled through some coaches. And I just watched from afar. And then, like I remember, I think I was at McCaskey, and I saw one of their films. I was like, and they just won a couple of games. I was like, he's a good coach. I, I didn't know him. I don't know him from Adam. And then, you know, and then I was at Catholic, and I was like, oh, man. I, I was looking at their films. Like, and Weidman was playing as a sophomore when I was coach a Catholic and he was good then, but they yeah. rotated him more. And I was like, that kid's pretty good. They got to get him the ball more, but they, they were, they were patient with them. They run a really good offensive scheme where it's like an option based offense out of gun where it's like inside zone and the option. It, it's a pretty sophisticated system out of gun. They do a really excellent job there. I I'm thoroughly impressed with coach Miller, you know, and they, and like, we talk about this all the time with the sections, you know, they got the, the gift of the, the sections, man. I know. I, I didn't want to ask him that specifically. <laughs> E-Town, look who's good in their section. E-Town, them, it's Solanco, Twin Valley, Daniel Boone, Fleetwood, Garden Garden Spot. None of them are state powers. None of them are. And you could hear it in the voice. He wasn't trying to be, like, boisterous or anything, but he knows they have a shot at the section this year and a shot at districts, and he's not – He's not fooling anybody. It's not like when we had Coach Stokes in, and he was great, and I love Coach Stokes to death. He was, you know, hyping up E-Town after he just got a job, and kudos to him. But there was a much more confident speaking uh, Coach Miller right there when he, when we asked him about the next season's expectations. They they would be my pick right now for the favorites. Well, not they have the best player, I would assume, in the section. I mean, Andrew Weidman You keep saying it. It's Andre, dude. Andre, that's Andre. Okay, Andre Wise. Second time you said. All right, whatever. He's a stud. You know what I'm talking about. I'm assuming he's getting. I've heard. Is he getting D1 looks? 
I, I wanted to ask coach that, but I know we're having them on with, with the, the preview for the, for the all-star game. And I, you know, both coaches touched on their seasons and, and that was great. That was I really appreciate them coming on. I did want to ask him that, but I figured we could save that uh, for another time. And I want to reach out to Wyman myself. I want, I haven't seen him play. I, I know you got to see effort to play. I, that's going to be on my list this year he when we have dinged. more writers. He got dinged. I remember the game. He's at the ankle. He went out for a couple of plays and I, for like a series, then he came back in. Um, they Ward really shut him down. What? Didn't, no, no, he no. had over 100 yards. They gave about 130. Wow. Their problem was they, they, they had about their quarterback did not play very well. He struggled. He, I think they had he, the quarterback had three or four turnovers. Okay. They, they stop Warwick right away. Warwick punts it. They get the ball to two. They fumble the ball into the end. They fumble the ball to one. Warwick scores. They battled. They battled a good Warwick team. Right. But I'm saying they turned the ball over. And then it, and then the next, and then like two series later, the quarterback goes back, gets sacked, fumbles the ball, goes in the air, and they return for a touchdown. They had horrendous fumbles and turnovers. So. All right, um, we're gonna wrap it up there. Hey, Friday night, we're super excited. So we got Coach next Miller Friday on here. night. Yeah, next Friday night. Next Friday night, we're gonna be on there. Um, so May, because I don't know when this podcast is gonna come up. May, May twenty seventh. So right now we're recording on. Uh, we did a Tuesday, Thursday. So next week it should be out on Monday. So the twenty seventh, check us out at, at Manheim Touchdown Club, the Manheim Stadium. We'll be out there broadcasting. CJ and I. Check us out and check out the game. It should be a lot of a lot of fun. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks so much to Coach Miller and Coach Z for coming on. Yep. Thank you so much.